This podcast is brought to you by GA Sports. GA Sports is home of the O'Connor Slitter, Ireland's number one hurling ball used by 311 clubs nationwide. Hello and you're welcome to the Backdoor Football Show. Delighted to be joined by Dungannon cornerback Kieran Breaker. First, um, Kieran, I suppose, strange enough, a cornerback hitting 45s. Where did that come about? Yeah, yes, a lot of people have said that to me. Um, don't know, it's all sort of a skill I had just from underage and stuff. You know, underage probably playing halfback, midfield at times, like it probably wasn't that strange, but then just this year I ended up in uh, cornerback for a few games with number two in my back, so uh, I'm there. Full forward as well, you hit them, Patrick Mulay, but I don't know, just ended up. It's just probably strange way it ended up with me playing cornerback at them, but that's the way it was. And like to win your first county title since nineteen fifty six, like what was it like just coming back to Dungannon um Sunday night and like just going to penalty shootout with Trillick just to, it just must have been unreal like. I it was it wasn't probably that enjoyable when you're up hitting the penalties right enough to pride you can feel the pressure on you now, but uh I've just complete relief after you know, putting in the work and then getting the reward for it, I guess, and then Obviously, just complete joy coming back to Dungannon, like, and the scenes are absolutely unbelievable. Like, it's just beyond your the stuff you dream about whenever you're younger. Like, and for it to come through, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and like the the battle against Trillick, uh, you went down by six points, but like it's really just been all year for you. You stick to your process and you grind it out, and it, it worked again. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't, I don't know what it is. It just seems to be whenever. Uh, we look like we're dead and buried. We, we just managed to bring it back, and I think what Blaze was saying, what's wrong with taking the, <laughs> what's wrong with taking the good lead and keeping it throughout the game? But we just don't seem to do that for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, as long as we get the result at the end of the day, that's all that matters, really. Yeah, and like I suppose playing cornerback against Trillick and like playing against the Donnellys and the Brennans and all those in a county final was it was probably just a dream come true. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you look at them. You look at like the two Donnellys, two Brennans, even two Greys or two Gardy as well. Class footballers, like, and uh, you're probably looking up to some of them boys. Whenever you're younger, you see like some Molly Donnelly and then boys playing for Tyrone, like, and then to be on the pitch and then competing against them. But then probably beforehand, you know, that's also in your head too. That these boys are top class footballers, and you you do need to be at the top of your game to do everything you can to to win. It. And like. Where did Dungannon come from this year? Like, because previous years he wouldn't have been in county finals really. Um, you only won intermediate a couple of years ago, and to come and win a county title out of nowhere. Yeah, um, I think probably the best story you could have was, was twenty eighteen. We were in intermediate, and we were beat uh, by a point, by two points by by Tally Ray in the quarter final. They went on and won it like. And we went up through the league playoffs that year, like, but in the final of the league playoffs, like, we might have been, we were three down, I think, in uh, injury time, and got a last minute goal to put in the replay, and then get promoted, like, so we're probably lucky, even though being senior football, you can argue to a certain extent, and then had a decent enough year last year, and then probably taught a lesson by Omar in the cham- first round of the championship uh, last year, and then this year just, just gained a bit of momentum, and... Uh, we just well, we've always kind of had the talent and coming through, but it seems we've just clicked this year for whatever reason. 
Yeah, and I suppose Dungannon's big downfall really can be in your, there's just so many sports going on really in your parish. Yeah, there is, and uh, there's a lot of uh, local J- other GA clubs in and around the town as well, Donald Moore, Aidan Dork and Agashek would be right on top of us as well, like, and there'd be a lot of people who would give them the town and would play for them clubs, just from, you know, just because the family played for it, or was depending on what school and stuff they went to. And then you also have, you know, Duncan Swift, who play in the top league in Northern Ireland here, and the, Northern, the North of Ireland, and the, um, uh, you have the rugby club as well, basketball, you know, pilot sports in the game, it's a great sport in town, Nick. but uh, it seems to just click first. They sure just have a good group of players coming through. Yeah, and going extra time every game and then penalties the last day, like, like how did you just do that? Like, because if you were saying that from the start of the year, if you were to go to game every game, extra time or penalties, you'd have to say the legs would catch up with you. But like, like against um, Ergie Kieran, Kieran McGinley's goal taught you were finished. Came back again the last day, taught you were finished. Came back again and against our goal as well in the quarterfinal, extra time. Yeah, um, probably the the toughest of them was the two middle ones. Uh... The Arbo and the Ergo game, there's six days between them and they both went to extra time, like. But uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, it seems to be just whenever we get two or three points down, we, that seems to we'll, uh, throw off the shackles a bit and we go for it a bit more, blessed to lose at that stage. And uh, it, just, it, it, it just came right for us, I guess, for sure. Yeah, and w- did you place a huge emphasis then on recovery after those games? Yeah, we went down to Reveal Recovery in uh, Oregon. We used to, every Monday just after the games we would head down there for ice baths and uh, uh, compression boots and stuff like that there. But like even in between the the Arbor and Arbor games was particularly tough with the quick turnaround. Like we, we barely got the train that week at all because obviously we had the extra time and then sort of we were looking to see if the legs would, would just a light training maybe on Wednesday. Like but it wasn't much like you know. Yeah, and even the strength of your panel like. Against Ergil Kieran, Paddy Quinn and Keith from Morgan, not state and make a contribution again. The last day, like it, it must just even be tough to get a place on this team. Oh yeah, definitely. I think uh, Paddy was playing in the county football for Throne, like, maybe up to up to about two years ago. Like, and even there's boys who, who actually didn't get on. Like Sean Cannon, I think, was Throne minor uh, last year, or the year before, so top class football. And there, there's I could go through a list of them there. Anybody who would probably start for other senior teams, like. I guess just this year with COVID, we maybe didn't have as many bikes going away and traveling. And maybe there's uh, two or three of us were working in Dublin too. We were home uh, for training, you know, all the time and stuff like that. And it's just worked out. Yeah, and did you did you keep kind of going through COVID? Is that way to kind of got a bit of spirit and a bit of character within the team? Do you feel? Yeah, yeah, probably. Like um, we we were playing with also league. Which is just a pre-season tournament up here, and uh, we're going right net, and it obviously stopped. Like, and it was just sort of getting the run and done, keep the thing taking over. And uh, you're just hoping at that stage, aren't you? Really thinking about winning championships, you're thinking, looking forward to you know getting back out during the week just for training and stuff. That's more the aspect of it you miss. And uh, I was just keeping taking over and just trying to continue on. We had a good pre-season and a good start to the year. It was just about you know keeping that momentum going through onto the other side of COVID, I guess. Like. And how tough was it mentally to miss your first penalty and then step up and hit the winning penalty? 
<laughs> yeah, the, the the thoughts going through your head after you've missed the first one aren't good. Like you're you're thinking you've you've made a mess of it, and you know you're you're gonna lose it, and this point you'll be sort of remembered for. So forever grateful to guess everybody for slotting their home and giving them an extra second opportunity, and then obviously Dar Martin and Nats made a few couple of great saves like to rake himself. So always will be grateful for that, and uh, just lucky I guess at the same thing because that's what comes down to you choose a side or spot to hit it and try your best to get it there with the keeper goes there keeper goes there there's not much you can do about it you know and I tell you must be about a fair amount of three points during the week after kicking the winning <laughs> stage and then the winning penalty yeah well ach, it's nice at the same time I guess but probably between you it's nice now that you have it won you can enjoy it probably up to the semi-final you're trying to keep it a bit more of a low profile because you don't want to set yourself up for a big fall in the final like, so uh, it's nice it, it is it's nice it's it's the type of thing you, you do dream of but again it's not it's not just about me like i kick one kick at the end one penalty at the end or the other boys and some of them boys score both their penalties and stuff like so uh it's about the team aspect it's just look i'm lucky enough i just got the final kick like, but on a different day i'm sure somebody else would have stepped up and um Port mcnulty kind of been in and out of the Tyrone team is he a huge leader within this group? Oh, yeah, probably he's just dug down through and through completely. Uh, just uh, training wise, he just he just sets an example for all the rest of the boys to follow. And probably we are such a young team, you know, we don't have too many sort of a very older experience. But probably he's probably I think near enough the oldest. But well, some keeper Darbegi, and then probably be the next after that, uh, age wise, I can. Just for probably the younger boys coming through, it is probably important to have somebody to follow the example and to set the standard. I can probably definitely does that in bucket folks. And Paul Donny, um, he's been a man talked about that could make the step up to Tyrone, and he looks a top class player, really. Like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, serious, serious talent. Like both, you can hit both frees off both feet from play from both feet. You can catch, you can kick, you can do it all. And, yeah, it's not by chance either. He does put the work in. You land up to the pitch there that evening. He's up with the ball, he's kicking him out from different spots of the pitch and all the rest. Like, so it hasn't come by chance. Like, and it's definitely a man you would think is capable of, step, of stepping up to making that county. And uh, stepping up to that county standard, you know, in uh, the next year or two, or who knows. And in Tyrone, more noticeable than any other county, there's a huge emphasis really placed on the league up there. What was that, Zay? Um, just in the league in Tyrone, like more notable than any other counties, there's a huge emphasis really placed on the league in Tyrone. Yeah, well, well I guess the, the championship, obviously, I think in every county is the one you want to go for, but you know, you, you can't just exactly switch it on, like. Uh, just before thing, so I guess it's probably just using the league to build up momentum and also, you know, looking to do well and compete in it as well. I'd probably use the example of it last year, the last league game before the championship, we played Trillick in a league game on up in Trillick and they just blew us out of the water completely like, and then went on to win the championship, so I guess it shows, you know, if you, if you have a good league form, you can, you can use it as a stepping stone towards the championship. Yeah, and the competitors really of um the Tyrone Championship is just unbelievable. Like I was looking at the start of the year and probably would have been saying oh my say then there's are bound to be there and to not be even near the semi final stage just shows how competitive that championship is. It really is the most competitive championship in Ireland. Like. 
Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It's, uh, you could choose, I guess, where the example, like we were in intermediate two years ago, didn't didn't even, you know, didn't even hit a semi-final in intermediate, and now you were in, now we've got the O'Neill Cup in, uh, in our lockers, I guess, like, but just as you mentioned, Oma, like, Oma, you said, didn't make the first round last year, like, they, they taught us a big lesson up and uh, done well last year in the first round of the championship, just first first half, just put, put us to the sword straight away and had the game finished by half time, really. Yeah, and um, obviously now you're looking to do the double, but I suppose it, it's going to be hard now with the sore heads. I suppose uh, you mentioned you have a game now this weekend. Yeah, we're we're right, we're one point behind. We actually were top of the league, and then just last week, or in preparation for the championship, the SF for all the extra time, we conceded the game. Just you know, probably to save the legs and injuries, just in case, and then that meant our goal now went ahead of us by a point. Like, but. Yeah, we'll go to Kegahar again. We're a top team as well. Um, and we'll, we'll go just with the same attitude. We'll go out to win every game, same as, same as any team, and uh, see how it goes, I guess, really. And the Tyrone football team, they often get the name tag of being a defensive team. And I suppose looking on and playing football in Tyrone, do you think that statement is true? And club football or county football? Both. County football. County football, probably moving away from it, I guess, Ulster teams in general have been quite defensive and, and you know, a lot of them have had success from playing them systems too. But I guess uh, Dublin have probably set the standard in terms of uh, dismantling them defences and teams are maybe starting to realise that to beat the the bigger, the so-called bigger teams, like you, you do need to go really toe-to-toe with them. You just sit back, they'll, they'll take you apart really, won't they? Yeah, and like, do you think there's some players, for instance, like looking through the club championship there, there are some really impressive performances like your own lads, yourself, Paul Donahue, Tommy Cavanagh even for Ergil Kieran looked very impressive. Like there looks to be some very impressive players who aren't even on the Tyrone panel. Would would you have to question that a bit? Um I don't know, yes sir, there's players in every county where could be on, could be on there. There probably is you know, depending on who the managers, the preferences, and stuff like that. But there is serious talent. But again, you can't you can't choose everybody for these panels. Like you mentioned, like to Tommy Calvin and Bajaz Ferrego or top class footballers, and you know, I guess just uh, it does show that maybe that there there is other options there and stuff in the county. But again, that's the same in every county. You, you can't choose everyone for teams, and ways you're going to miss out, and ways you're going to make it, and that's just the way it is. And um, how big of a boost is it, do you think, to have Conor McKenna back now for Tyrone, especially with Donegal first round? Oh, that's a serious boost for Tyrone, in my opinion. Like, I think Conor is probably the potential to be probably one of the best players in Ireland. Like, he's, he's, he was home last year there, actually seen him in a playoff game. Like, and just the physicality of him was, was, was scary. Like, he's, uh, you know, coming from a professional setup now, too, back to an amateur setup. Um, I have a good few cousins from Agus there and stuff. And, like, you say he's a great fella and all the rest. Like, so, sure, Agus are absolutely delighted to have him and uh, probably a player I'm not looking forward to playing against potentially next year in club football. But, uh, but uh, serious for serious boost for both Tyrone and Agus, definitely. And what do you think has changed from Dungannon playing an intermediate to winning a senior title? Has it been a culture swinger? What do you think has been the difference to get you over the line? Yeah, I even go as far back. We were actually like Patrick Quinn and Patrick Nogan. Whenever they started playing, they were in uh, they were in junior football actually. So 
we've made the climb from all three divisions in the last 10 years. I think it was tw- as recently as 2012, we were in junior football. Um, probably the bigger one was uh, probably the promotion of, of uh, youth football, really. We've had very successful youth teams in the last few years. Probably starting from probably just my age was the first year we sort of started pushing to play a grade one. We've had a lot of teams in grade one finals and one grade one leagues and championships. And uh, that, that just came through. But I think that's definitely the, the best way. But we have uh, the quality of players now, really. Absolutely. And like, you've obviously been in some top class uh, corner forwards in the Tyrone Championship, the Garrity's, the last day take, for instance. How, how do you prepare for that challenge? Um, Probably our preparation this year was uh, it's just trying to watch as many videos you can, you know, familiarize yourself with the way they play as best as possible. Just so when you are up against them that, uh, that you can maybe read them a bit better and there's less surprises. Like, but I can't, as you say, you can't. Like, but you sort of relish that too in terms of trying to improve yourself and and uh, playing against them top players. You know, that's why that's why you train, I guess, all the time to, to play in the, those matches and the big games. So you look forward to it as well, as well as being sort of daunted by it as well. And um, you got a couple of comments that they weren't happy with the Dungannon celebrations after the match, but I suppose when you win it in your first time since 1956, you can't really blame them. But like, I suppose the big challenge now is to try and retain it, and a team hasn't done that for quite a while. Oh yeah, so it'll be a massive challenge now uh, trying to retain it next year. I think you know when you look at that Trillick team, like I guess they were, this game really was probably a draw. The penalties, like they were probably the closest team in a, in a long time. Like, but you, when you look at the likes of some of them teams who, who haven't done the likes of Clayton as well, they're, they're, they're serious teams, like with serious players. Actually, so, here tough challenge, I guess. But again, you, you look forward to them challenges, and it's a nice position to be in, trying to defend it rather than trying to win it for the first time in 65 years, I guess, isn't it? And what do you make of the penalty shootout? Is it something that shouldn't be in football, do you think? Or is oh, I, it... I think it's a ridiculous way to decide the game. It really is. It's obviously nice when you, you win it and people say, it's you know, uh, what a way to win the game and stuff like that. But I think it is ridiculous. I can, it's, uh, it's a complete toss of the coin. Players train all year. The pot, give up so much of their own time and then to be get the nice uh, county final and for it to be cited and essentially tossing a coin or a bit of luck like, is uh, ridiculous in my opinion yeah absolutely and then I suppose the new rules being implemented did you enjoy them in the club championship or a lot of people are giving out about the advanced mark do you think it's something yeah. that's not really working I think uh, the the rule moving the kick out forward to the twenty one was a good idea because it means you know teams can really uh, use the kick out as an opportunity to attack and get that wee bit further up the field if they do win their own kick out. The advanced market, I don't, I'm not a fan of it at all. I think it makes it life very very hard for defenders, like essentially catching the ball from a twenty yard kick pass in your chest and they're getting a free shot to go for it. I think it's ridiculous. Like people want to say open attack in football, not free kicks. All the time, and uh, it is a skill deck, but I, I don't agree with the advanced mark whatsoever. And Kieran, would there be an ambition for yourself to play for Tyrone one day? Oh, jeez, I, I definitely not get uh, carried away with myself. I'm, I'm lucky enough probably to get a journey for the gallon, never mind uh, thinking about Tyrone Nick for uh, probably recently, a few years ago. Like, uh, I wasn't even starting from a club team or anything like that, so here I'm just happy to start from the gallon, and that would be my. 
that'll be my uh, priorities for the next time. I could definitely not get ahead of myself. I'll just be worried about uh, trying to get my jersey again next year. Absolutely. Well, um, thanks a million for your time, Kieran Ricky. No problem.